Hi, this is Dr. Sweet, and welcome back to Full Circle Living. We've been addressing the seven habits of highly effective people in this seven-part series we're doing on the seven habits of highly effective people. Today, we find ourselves tackling habit five. Seek first to understand, then be understood. In the previous podcast, we talked about the value of being proactive instead of being reactive. We spoke about beginning with the end in mind, having a clear vision of what you want to do so that your steps are in the right direction. We also spoke about putting first things first, learning how to prioritize. Last podcast, we spoke about thinking as a win-win person and how that required courage and consideration. Today, we find ourselves with habit five. Habit five, the idea that we should seek to first understand before we want to be understood. Look, face it, we all want to be understood. And that's what it is to be human. We want people to get who we are. But, you know, before we can offer advice, suggest solutions, or effectively interact with another person in in any way, we must seek first to deeply understand them and to figure out their perspective. And the way we do this is through empathic listening. That's a skill that's worth developing. It is an important emotional intelligence skill that can catapult you into the highest levels of success in work and at home. Now, we're all reflexively wanting to give advice and help others. But let's say you go to the eye doctor and you tell her that you've been having trouble seeing and instead of doing an eye exam, she simply says, look, try my glasses. They've worked for me for years. And she puts them on you and you can't see a thing. Would you have confidence in that doctor? Probably not. The chances that you would go back to a doctor that didn't listen to you and had a solution before you could even finish your sentence or handed you a prescription before you could even say boo, you probably would not go back to that doctor. Now, the same is true in everyday interactions with others. We are often tempted to give somebody the solution before we can diagnose the problem. We don't seek to be deeply understanding them before we give our answer. And I've been there many times. I've definitely had to fight the urge to say, I get it, I know what you're talking about, let me tell you what you have to do. (laughs) But Stephen Covey in this book, in Habit 5, he says that we must seek first to understand, then try to be understood. He puts it this way, you've spent years of your life learning how to read and write, years learning how to speak, But how much time have you really spent learning how to listen? Come to think of it, where is that even taught? Is there a course that teaches us how to listen? Not really. 
But listening is equally important as speaking, if not more important. And you know, we simply can't use one technique to understand someone. And you simply can't say, just because I heard three seconds of what you said, I can now help you. What we really have to do is build the skills of empathic listening on a base of character. You have to show in your body language that you, you're open and you're trusting and you're quiet and you're listening. Now, that takes time because many of us want to do one of four things once we're talking to someone. We want to either evaluate what they're doing uh, to either agree or disagree with, with what's being said. We may want to probe or ask questions, but really coming from our own frame of reference because in our minds we have a place we want to go in the conversation. We may want to advise, just give counsel based on our wisdom and our experience. Or we may just want to interpret, try to figure out what the person's motives are and behaviors and sort of get to a conclusion about them really based on our own motives. So if you find yourself evaluating when somebody's speaking, probing, maybe advising or interpreting, you may not be as empathic a listener as you think. What you may want to do is start thinking about replacing these types of responses with empathic listening. And you will see, I guarantee, dramatic results, improvement in, com in your conversations and your communication. Now, it takes time to shift over to being an empathic listener. Uh, but I'll tell you, it takes more time to undo bad listening than it does to be an empathic listener. So the idea would be to practice this. Practice suspending what you have to say or what you feel and just try to meet the person where they are. Just to try to listen to them as if you were a computer, just taking in the information. It's neither good, it's not bad, it just is. And see what it feels like and think about it. And then give a thoughtful response based on what you're hearing. Maybe you want to listen for what adjectives they're using. Maybe you want to hear what verbs they're using. Maybe you just want to look at their body language. Did you know that 60% of communication is body language? I think the way Covey puts it, 10% of our communication is really represented by our words and 30% by how we sound. And then 60% is represented by body language. That's a pretty hefty number for body language and communication. So what am I saying? How you listen is also indicated by your body language. If you're listening with your arms folded or you're, you're distracted uh, or you're nodding or you're, 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 knit, you're knitting your brow and you're frowning, all of that counts as part of listening, right? So. We want to listen with openness, with trust, with an embrace. And I'm not saying you have to agree with what's being said, but at least be open to hearing what's going on and to sort of be less autobiographical in your own listening. In other words, 
Don't listen only with your perspective and your frame of reference. If you want to be in a win-win situation, as we spoke about in the last podcast, that was uh, in the last podcast we talked about being a win-win. Well, part of that is really being able to listen, listen with openness and listen for the possibility that there might be something you could learn here. There may be something that you're missing here. How do you practice this though, right? How do you practice becoming an empathic listener? Well, one thing is you can, the next time you're watching television, turn the volume down and just look at whoever's on the TV. If there are two people speaking, what emotions are being communicated with no volume? Just look at the body language. Uh, Look at the eye contact that they're giving. Are they animated, not animated? What can you pick up? That's a great way to become an emotionally intelligent, empathic listener. And if you have to give a talk, like if you have to do a presentation, there's something you want to uh, say to someone, maybe begin by thinking about what is the other person's point of view? Who is the person on the other side listening to this? And what are they trying to get out of this? And how can you potentially offer them something based on what you think or you're, you're hearing or what's being communicated to you. You know, listening is an active process. It's not only passive. And when you really begin to get skilled at listening, you can listen for certain things and just be a listening for something in someone. And it's amazing how when you become a listening for something, that you can actually hear it and maybe even shape things to go in a direction that you may want. So for example, if you're listening only for what's bad in someone or what's wrong with them, well then that's what you're gonna hear. And more than likely, that is what's gonna expand in your relationship with them. But what if you started listening for moments of greatness in someone else or moments of compassion or moments of depth or sensitivity? If you were listening for that and truly selectively listening for those things, it's entirely possible that you will see them and experience them more. And that person might just feel understood or heard in that context. And your relationship and the effectiveness of your communication with that person would go all the way up. This is Dr. Sweet. I sure hope that you got something out of this. This was habit five in the march that we're doing towards the seven habits of highly effective people. So uh, with that, I'm going to stop and look forward to joining you to discuss and explore and perhaps even unpack habit six. Thank you again, Dr. Sweet Full Circle Living.